0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled dot lcom slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: We have a draft results. We have fab results. We're going to talk some fab strategy. We have games this week. We got everything going on. We're going to talk about all of it next, coming up on the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Come join. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Scott Jenstead. Join us always on, on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. You can please rate or view the podcast. We'd greatly appreciate that. Helps people find the podcast, et cetera, et cetera. If you like listening to us all year, uh, give us a bunch of stars, give us a like, give us all those kind of things. Uh, we thank uh, WinBet for their sponsorship on the podcast uh, as one of the partners of the all the Rotowire Fantasy Podcast. Jeff, it is uh, somehow week one. It feels like it took forever, but it just flew once we started having uh, you know yeah. dates and spring training games, but. We've got uh, we got fab results. We got a bunch of news and notes. We're going to hit the top here a lot. We got some trades. We have. Uh, I want to talk some fab, like kind of strategy and kind of uh, you know how you do your fab stuff like that. I think it's a good thing to get and get into as we start the season. You've got a main event to talk about. Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. It's a, it's a big. We've got week one strategy to talk about. Uh, we have games coming uh, in the, in three days here.
2: I'm not ready, dude. No, I'm not either. Not remotely i mean it's still the hot stove league yeah we're still and you know, conforto's still unsigned he's the you know is he, he, what is he doing he's the, 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 the jody reed winner of the year but you know he you know the thing is he got hurt and he that was still not like noticing.
1: 85 86 shortstop boston shortstop jody reed reference
2: well just because of the contract you remember that's, uh right. how that's, he turned
1: that's some impressive knowledge though
2: yeah it, it, was, it was kind of a thing for a while like who made the worst contract decision turned down arbitration or whatever turned down a contract and then got some had to settle for much worse later Conforto turned down the qualifying offer and can't get he's not going to get anywhere close to that now in part because he got hurt I think they released that in January in part because I think because of the qualifying offer uh yes.
1: so, somewhere on, tenor, on Twitter Jen, Dennis Schroeder has really fired up the Conforto's taking uh, taking this uh this crown away from him after all the heat he took on Twitter last year
2: yeah, but at least he signed somewhere. Yeah, he did. Uh, and he, you know, he
1: turned down like eighty-five million dollars or something, though. But
2: yeah, um, I don't. I, I mean, who, who regrets that more? Him or the Lakers?
1: Uh, the Lakers probably regret a lot of things. It's been it's been beautiful, by the way.
2: Uh, yes, they're yeah, not gonna I,
1: make they're not gonna make the play-in game.
2: But really, who cares? Because uh, well, I do, if so. you're already that bad. Right, I mean, I know this is a tangent, way a yeah. far field. But, but I think the theory was you make the playing game, and LeBron
1: and AD take over, and you win, and then you know you can you can beat anybody. But like they're not even gonna make come the on, that's 10. a pipe dream. I agree, that's but a pipe that pipe dream. Not making the top ten is pretty embarrassing, but anyway, we can yeah, go on Lakers. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. it is beautiful. I'll and share I, you with that. That's kind of what we're kind of what we're going for. But uh, we got lots of baseball news. The the first one that broke, I think it was yesterday morning, was the was the uh, White Sox Dodgers trade. And I had a draft yesterday, and I was like, oh, I have no idea where King- yeah, Craig that Campbell. That was Friday. I thought it was April oh, Fools.
2: Yeah. Well, I thought it was Friday. an April was, Fools was, joke was, at first.
1: But Craig Kimball for AJ Pollock, and suddenly you know the Dodgers with all their uh, you know Blake Trinan might close games. Maybe it'll be Daniel Hudson. Maybe it'll be Gratterall. Um, it's clearly, it's clearly Craig kremble where do you put him kind of in the reliever hierarchy right now um where was he getting drafts taking your draft this weekend because I uh, I kind of put him in the um like behind Diaz and Presley kind of with Romano and Jansen when I was kind of mapping it out
2: yeah I'm, I'm behind jansen okay. um and and Romano too although Romano's got the ankle now that is clouds things just a little bit walking walking his dog yep. So supposedly, I mean it's right up there with right. uh Jonathan LaCroix, you know, having a suitcase fall on his shoulder thing, uh or whatever. But uh I the funny thing is Kimberl went fortieth overall. He was the fourth closer oh, wow. in my main on Saturday morning. Um right. on on the best team. Uh
1: how much as, as tr- of this
2: afternoon? That was the min pick, by the way, though. So how much, you. How,
1: Obviously, his first outing in spring was was terrible, but who cares? How much do you trust him? Like the obviously, he fixed it last year with the walks. He struggled with the White Sox once he went there, but uh, the walks have been really bad—like three of five seasons. Uh, how much do you? I mean, how much do you trust him? Obviously, he's on the best team in baseball. I think we can kind of say that's pretty easy. He's going to be the closer. Roberts, when he has a closer, sticks with him pretty well. Stuck with Jansen through all kinds of stuff over the last few years—you uh, know, good and bad. Um, how much do you trust Kimbrel, the pitcher, at the moment?
2: Um, I think that I trust him less than a role Chapman, who I don't trust. Oh, that's saying uh, something because you've, been, you've been kind of a, a Chapman fader all off. Season. I mean, what, what has changed? He had a half a good season with the Cubs where he was lights out, but immediately after he went to the White Sox, I mean, he had, I think it was more skewed a couple of bad outings, but and maybe that's wrong. Maybe that's where I'm a little overly harsh. Maybe that, you know, I should probably be a little bit more generous to him, but the point is. He's at the back end of that top tier for me. Okay. He's not ahead of any of those other guys we mentioned. I, I although Presley's velocity thing is scary too. I mean, there's yeah, Scott, although, we find things to this be know. scared about everyone here.
1: And it's um, I mean, even even Liam Hendricks has been kind of a mess in spring training. I don't think we're super worried about that, but like yeah. I'd like to see him go out there and throw a really nice inning.
2: We're we're past that theoretical stage now. Now we're actually finding things to worry about every around every corner and it's beautiful. But so so someone someone you know actually
1: jumped in the chat here, uh Pete Shakey, yes. who I think you might have worked with for a few years. How much are we still bidding work on with, yeah. are, are still worth? So how much are you bidding on Craig, Craig Kimball in NL only league? His question was fifty percent of fab. I would say more than that and only. It depends if you have a zero dollar bid is a big thing for me. If you don't have zero dollar bids, maybe a little bit less. But I'm we going. Don't,
2: it's a keeper league. Uh, oh, it's oh, this is is actually. A,
1: a, you guys are in this, this league. This is together. not
2: a theoretical question. Oh, okay. uh, right. This is a real life question, Peter. I'm going to bid fifty three dollars uh, on and Kimbrel exactly would... fifty three and not a dollar more. You can safely <laughs> bid fifty four and note that you'll get them.
1: Uh, yeah, I would go. Uh, I in on NL only. Like you're not going to just fall into closer because they've all they're all drafted or in an auction. They're all purchased. Yeah, I'm in like the. I'm in the high 70s for something like that, probably.
2: Because uh, so you don't play any only leagues.
1: I do don't. I, ha- I have, but I do not at the moment.
2: Take a look at the anal closer pool. It's, it's, it's gross. Bad. Yeah, it's really gross. I mean, especially in our league where you know Hader was kept and right. Diaz was kept. Um, I, I bet up saying, and hater got-
1: Hader, Diaz, Jansen. Yep. God,
2: Melanson.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not 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 someone I want, but like.
2: Um, no, not someone. Uh, you I know, guess Corey, you you Corey, faded him. You was a yeah. fate for you. Scott. Corey
1: Knable would be before Melanson. For I would
2: me. same, hundred percent. That's
1: like four off the top of my head, and then it gets, and then it's Kim- and it's Kimbrell. It's the fifth. Of Kimbrell's over Canabel. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um,
1: I, I that's that's a, I mean, and it is a league where every like closer and waiting is already gone because anybody that gets innings in an only is is but probably gone. There will good. be others,
2: Scott. I mean, just look yeah. at the fab bidding from tonight, which was a half a league's worth of fab bidding. You know, and. Yeah. You saw all these speculative closers go. Uh, yeah, the, Mar-
1: the Marlins have six guys that might close. Yes. At we'll like, have it's to talk just, about that. Yeah, that, was, so that was a nice
2: thing to close the night right before fab bidding, by the way. Yeah. But
1: give me, I mean, Kimbrell on the best team set as the closer. I'm in the, I'm in the high seventies in a league like that. I think that's accurate. You Can't you? I know you can't answer the question.
2: It sounds like your bidding hasn't. No, happened I yet. will answer it because I'm a you know, it's part of my job. Um, but the bidding hasn't happened yet. i has not, it, you guys, are, right. it hasn't got other there, things right? can change. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, especially you know, here, here's the deal I mean, you can trade fab in our league, so oh, uh, as opposed to labor where you can't. Um, and I would no, no zero dollar bids, no zero dollar bids no because it's a keeper league, yeah, you know, every sense. everybody's got to have a salary. Yeah, uh, I probably stop around 70 okay. uh, because I want to ha- I mean, we. That means season, you're missing season. out on every single significant player at the trade season deadline. Season
1: hasn't started yet. So like, I yeah. get it. Like that's a lot. But, There's uh, a trade
2: off. You get them a closer for a full season. That's yeah. worth a hell of a lot. Probably. I mean,
1: I don't think it's probably the best player to come in the player pool this season. Right.
2: The, unless yeah. someone
1: like gets traded within the first couple of weeks, but you're getting it for six months. I mean, right. There, will, right. there could be a trade in August where, you know, someone
2: flips legs, right. but this is someone you're getting. Well, dude, we haven't even talked about today's trade. I right. mean, that's the second that's, one. That's is, a, honestly, that's a that's a straight up fair debate. Who's yeah. worth more, Craig Kimber or Sean Mania for a full season? So my my A's continued the uh, the the
1: fire. R's Now you you should fully jump to
2: off. our Padres.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely rooting for the Padres now. Um, Sean yeah. Mania traded the Padres. By All accounts, the seven Twitter reads like they really didn't even get that many that good prospects for me. They're like the the twelfth and the twenty sixth prospect. Of the, I don't know what they're doing. Like yeah. I get, they're just trying to clear the ten million. I I fully understand what they're doing, but like, geez, you can't even like get a deal that anybody's excited about the prospects for so Manaya right. goes to the padres obviously a better situation in terms of um you know team defense offense all the team dynamics are better the, the park is still good but it's not quite oakland i mean oakland's a phenomenal place to pitch um how much does this move the meat and the needle for you on Manaya up or down in terms of uh, like his where you draft him compared to where you would have yesterday
2: slightly up better team Neutral to maybe slightly even down in ballpark, but the defense is going to be better. The obviously the run support is going to be better. The bullpen should be better. Uh, just he's playing on a winning team now, or at least a team that's trying to win. And yeah, uh, I would you have rather him gone to Minnesota or San Diego? I think it's San Diego, right? In terms of like fantasy prospects, right? Yeah, San Diego, I think. Yeah, it, it's, it makes San Diego's rotation really crowded though. I mean, Mackenzie Gore is making a bid to win a a rotation spot, but that was only if they had six. Um, Although it delays him.
1: Yeah, Mike Clevenger is already going on the aisle to start the year. True. Hit that too with with a a sore knee. Chris
2: Paddock might get dealt. Who knows? Yeah,
1: and Nick Martinez is kind of in there at the moment. I I think Gore. I think Gore starts in the minors, though, right?
2: I think so too. I slowed my roll on him like with fab bids this week, and, and like. The like, yogurt he was available, and I, I slowed my role in the bid for him there. Uh, Scarf he was available. We haven't seen the results from Scarf yet, but uh, we have seen it from Yogurt, um, and of course, all of the NFBC like mains and online's we've seen right. results from.
1: Yeah, and a weird week of bidding too, because there were a lot of mains that were like a week ago, but there's been some online championships that were drafted in February, and those have a lot of stuff that's to happening. You got like Matt Brash. you have, uh, you have uh-huh. CJ Abrams, you got Bryson Stott, like a lot of the young guys that. We didn't know we we're going to be making teams. You know, Julio Rodriguez and, and Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson were already already drafted. But there's some names in there, guys that stick in there, especially Matt Brash. He went for 325 in my TGFBI league. So it was a, it was high bidding there. But we'll get into fab. Um, other news. I mean, the, the biggest news of the weekend was Jacob deGrom shut down four weeks with a stress reaction in his right scapula. Um, I, I assume if we're just doing the math here, we're looking at like June 1st, the dead earliest on the mound in a major league game. And I think that's probably optimistic
2: yep uh they you know four weeks without throwing then yep. we'll examine him again right and given how this went last year good luck trying to get good info from the mets on also this true yep uh
1: what uh, you were drafting this weekend did you like just cross him off was there a spot you're like ah if he's there i'll do it or just figure someone's gonna take? never got to he... that spot yeah, me too i i hit two online championships this weekend and, like i never even got to the point where i was like oh i wonder if i'd think about it here just with a seven-man bench and no IL spots and no trading, like it's just, it's hard to start the year with a guy that's going to be yeah. two months, and you have to hold the price you play. You can't, you can't be like, oh, I have a couple in the gym and drop them. You don't want to use up you know, let's say a thirteenth four round pick and then drop a guy. So it's, it's really tough. I um, mean,
2: he could be the one point one for four months, but I would rather stash Tatis like, than Degrom. I don't even think that's possible now. Like, I think. Yeah. Well, I think I'm just what, saying for a four-month stretch. Not, yeah, he could. Like, I just think
1: the I think that first month is going to be short starts. But you're right. He could be I the one point one for let's see, let's say three months. He could be the one point one for three months. You're right there. Um, and he looked great in spring until this happened. I just I don't know if he can get healthy.
2: I, I agree. Uh, he went two twenty three in my uh, main yesterday and Saturday so that's, morning.
1: That's pushed pretty far. Then that's yeah
2: probably. Uh, I mean,
1: I, I could look, but that's probably close to as far as he. went. The max
2: was two twenty five before go. tonight's results okay so it's right there um but
1: it's you know, uh, it's I'm looking at still 225 yeah i yeah i mean that's probably getting to the point where i would start to think about it but i just i don't like starting knowing that my I have a six a six man bench for two months cuz by the way other guys are going to get hurt too and you're going to have to start making some weird and tough decisions
2: yeah and i'm already learning that uh main one where i did take Tatis. oh hey i lost another middle mid, middle infielder in josh Rojas fun times yeah. and that's a non-minor one too it's uh yeah, Four I mean, weeks, six weeks. Yeah, We might as well get there. I mean, he's at He's at, The quote was, "He's out weeks, not
1: days." So, yep. um, and with when we talk about the obliques, we know you know getting back and swinging is a really delicate, tough process. Um, do you hold? You hold Josh Rojas?
2: So far, yes. But yeah. the rule of thumb usually is one stash, but you draft one stash, right? Because other injuries come in the league. Well, this one came in the league. The problem is, like, I mean, Rojas is too good to drop. I feel like, but you know, talk to me when I lose two more pitchers. Or when there's two closers that become available and I don't have a drop. Or, then we'll I mean, see. You don't even have to get that far. Like If you have two
1: pitchers that are like at Coors and at Dodger Stadium in a week, you're like, oh, and what the heck do I do now? And then you're talking about starting something you really don't want to start. It gets tight pretty quick.
2: Yeah, the biggest stroke of luck we Tim and I did in that main is we took four middles after Tatis. Right. Uh, we thought Scope might play first base for us sometimes, but no, he's going to definitely be our second baseman now. Uh, we've got Cro- Brandon Crawford. I know you like that one. And then we've got yeah. IKF, who – The Yankees have nine guys for eight spots, really, or five guys for four spots if you want to just focus on the infield. Yeah. But I, I think saw he, I saw your question on Twitter. I, I think they just kind of move around. I don't think there's
1: like a one guy. I think it's going to be a for now. You know, I agree.
2: Yeah. But what if, you know, you know, it, what it does is it puts you on pressure to get off to a good start. It does. If,
1: that does for sure. If you you start and you're hitting, you know, a buck 60 by on May 12th, like maybe you're the guy that's playing twice a week.
2: Even if you're one for 10 to start, it that's could be true. that way. Yeah. The one thing I'll say is Connor Faluffa is a much better defender than Glaber Torres at this point. Yeah. Uh, so I think that might help him. But, yeah. yeah.
1: And I, oh. I begrudgingly took DJ LeMahieu in the main because I needed a third <laughs> baseman. He was way past where normally goes. I was like, all right, I guess I'll do it. Um, but, yeah, I'm worried that I'm going to, you know, log on on – I don't know if they play Thursday or Friday, but I'm going to log on. LeMahieu's sitting. I'm going to have to make a decision right away. It's just uh, – you just hate to do that out the, the gate.
2: Right, especially if it's a three-game week and you're sitting yep. the first one of those. Could be yeah, fun. It's,
1: it's not ideal, it's a good it's a good lesson. Make sure you know your rules this uh, this week coming up. There's a lot of teams that play like Thursday, then off Friday, then Saturday, Sunday. In an NFBC setting, you can on your offensive players, you can play. You set a lineup for Thursday, you set a new lineup for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So make sure you get your your Thursday guys in. If you don't want the, the weekend, make sure you get them in on Thursday. Christmas.
2: Jumping ahead to Week One tips. I like it.
1: I, I know we're we're all over the place. It's 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 the first week of the season. Oh, I hear a cat. I hear a cat in the uh, in the office. Yep, yeah, that's that the
2: snowball uh, snow or butterfly. Uh, close uh blueberry blueberry um uh, as opposed to cocoa uh, and I was, I was she's close. hungry probably uh, uh but she'll have to wait but she's, um, she's a little pest
1: another another tough injury lance lynn has uh, a it sounds like a small tear in his knee but having and bad enough to have surgery um he has had this is have, just, it seems like a minor surgery to kind of clean it up and, and get it fixed but no pitching for four weeks which is another one like it's got to be seven, eight weeks. I mean, he—it's uh, not—it's not an arm, which is good, but you know, no pitching for weeks. So he's still got to ramp back up. We're probably looking at seven weeks, so that puts us like May twentieth or something before he's back. That's a—that's a big chunk of the season for Lance Lynn.
2: It is. It is. And I was already kind of wary of him, and now obviously he's way down. You know, I, mean, I think he—he got—he uh, got to—he got
1: taking... to, he gets a nine in the main today.
2: Did he really? Yeah. That must have. That must have been a nightmare. Because yeah, must have been
1: tonight because after the obviously I was drafting during that and I was I was drafting this morning at drafted at noon and there was no news and I kept looking at him like there's just like what if it's torn was my oh, my thought was like maybe it's not but like he went I think he went he was ADP was seventy I think he went picked like one thirty and I was just at the point where I was like uh, I just don't I don't want to click on his name and then all of a sudden see news that he's out and it turned out uh, to be that way it's, it's it sucks because it's just if you took him last week in the you know fifth round, that's a big loss. Did you get him anywhere? Uh, I do not. I've only done I've done three NFPC drafts, but I have zero Lance Lynn to date.
2: I have ten NFPC drafts, and I got him in a the, one of my first ones, like in January. The NFPC fifties, you know, the twelve teamer, fifty round drafts. Those those are no moves, though,
1: right? Best Correct. Ball? It's
2: a draft and hold. Yeah, okay. not best ball.
1: Oh, not best but, ball. You do say lineup, okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's tough. That's just a, I guess early in the season, you probably have options, but that's a, that's a, it's a big loss right at the gate.
2: It is. It is. And uh, yeah, it's just, he's your horse sometimes, you know, he's an innings eater. You're supposed to be, you get the accumulation of innings and that's, that's the thing is tough. Maybe you take a chance on a riskier guy, but you back him up with Lance Lynn because you know, Hey. He's going to get me 200 right. innings or close to.
1: That was definitely that was definitely the uh, the upside of Lynn. It's interesting. We
2: talked about Kimberl. I want to
1: talk about the other side of that trade real quick too. AJ Pollock went to the White Sox. I think it's a good spot. It's uh you know, still a crowded outfield, but I think he probably hits higher in the lineup than he would have in LA. Probably plays a little more than he does in LA. Um, but I think that Pollock I bumped up his value a little bit. Uh, but what do you think the Dodgers in terms of opening up playing time there? You've got uh, Chris Taylor, you got Kevin Pillar, um, Rob Geese in the chat asked about uh, Edwin yep. Rios. Um, what do you, uh, what do you feel like uh, the Dodgers kind of end up doing? here?
2: I think it's just a mix and mash what they always do. Right. Yeah. Uh, but Rios is definitely a part of that mix. He's raking this spring. We know what he, he's, he's going to, he can't run. Um, he's going to strike out a lot. Glove work is questionable, but man, he can mash. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any Edwin Rios so far, and I definitely want some.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: I, I, I mean, I, and they go into cores this first weekend too. So if you want to play a little uh, strategy game, you're still drafting. Like taking taking Rios uh, for the weekend is, is a pretty nice little play, and kind of see what happens. And you know, worst case, he you know maybe he starts twice and pinch hits once, and that's not bad for the weekend. But uh, I yeah. do like Rios as a hitter. But I think you're right. I think there's gonna be a lot of mixing match. I think Kevin Pilar is probably gonna play way more than we thought he would when he first signed. I think you get a lot of Chris Taylor in left field. Um, but you're right. It's the Dodgers. They'll probably mix and match. The interesting thing about these expanded rosters, I kind of thought like, oh, there's gonna be a lot of platooning and stuff. But it seems like every team's gonna carry 15 or 16 pitchers, so it's gonna affect pitching a lot. I don't know how much it's gonna actually affect the offense. because It seems like they're just kind of using all the extra spots on pitching. Yeah.
2: When they come back to 25, though, I think they're limited to 13 pitchers. Yeah, right? they are. It goes down to 26, um, right? You might be right. I think it is 26. I think, it's 26. I think you're right yeah. about that.
1: Yeah, you're uh, right. But there's no there's no limit on pitchers now, but there is on starting on May first.
2: Yeah, the I think. Pollock is maybe tiny a tiny bit hurt by this because really? the White I Sox like it a little bit. Well, right. the park is great, but I don't think he'll run. I think he'll run less. If you notice, the White Sox players have come in like with lower stolen bases than thought. Tim Anderson aside, but like even like a guy like you know, Adam Engel didn't run that much. And if you look at his minor league numbers, he ran like ran like crazy. Nick Madrigal didn't run that much. Uh M- M- Yohan Mancata didn't Mankata run too, that yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, now Mancata says he wants to run more this year
1: great Doesn't everybody, they all say that in march though yep i i kind of bumped up and that's a good point base. So i kind of I think the playing time bumps up a little bit i don't think but they, dh isn't
2: going to be available for him sorry to interrupt but
1: uh well i mean you think you got to figure he plays outfield a bunch i don't think they want andrew vaughn really out there a ton i mean he got played one game and got hurt out there but yeah um, i guess sheets and vaughn kind of platoon at dh and pollock plays in right field and then they kind of move him around but yeah you i mean robert and or robert sorry and uh, eloy aren't sitting a is not sitting so um for yep. me guys for two spots i think pollock ends up being the most of those three while he's healthy at least i mean when he's healthy he's still pretty darn good too
2: yeah um it might squeeze it squeezes sheets for sure yeah.
1: definitely squeezes sheets I think and everybody was out. like
2: had that three-day window where who gavin sheet season um right. and then that trade happened four-day window whatever uh but not as much anymore
1: I mean, you look at Pollock. Pollock had 21 home runs and 422 plate appearances last year. Nine steals. He had 300, 297. Uh, mm-hmm. K rates under 20 percent. Hard hit rates over 47 percent. Barrel rate over 11 percent. Like he was legit, really good when he played last year.
2: Yeah, he was. He was. Um, yeah, I, I have a lot of Pollock actually. I, I, and the, yeah, at least he went to a team with a good lineup. I will not yeah. say that. I mean,
1: good lineup, good park. Um, the stolen base is a good point though. That's I hadn't really thought about that, but that's that's fair also. Yeah. A um, couple other news and notes before we do get to some some week one stuff. Um, Cole Sulsar, who we thought we we're going to – it looked like he was kind of the closer for Baltimore. I mean, I don't think they had a guy, but he was probably the lead of that committee. Uh, got traded, and it was kind of an afterthought. They traded Tanner Scott to Miami, and it was like, oh, by the way, also Cole Sulsar's near Everybody's like, oh, that's – there we go there. Yeah. Um, Two so- of the
2: three candidates for the uh, Baltimore bullpen – well, actually, right. three of the four are now, because uh, Wells is like a starter now or an opener or something right. like that.
1: Right? So – Um A, do you think Sulcer or Tanner Scott closes or get saves? I might mean they've they haven't like they have like five guys behind. They have have Bender, they have Floro might come back at some point. Maybe he's out longer term. They made this move, but I mean it's just a mess there.
2: It is. It really is. Um and I I I I wanted to get a little bender. But yeah, even then, it. like the note on Bender says he's like probably the leading candidate. But I don't think I saw a quote from Mattingly on that. You got to read these notes carefully. Click through if you can a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, same thing is true. Like I saw a San Diego note earlier uh, when it was it, it was Suarez and Pagan that were the two most suited. That was in an athletic article. But now there's another one from MLB.com where Melvin's actually on the record talking about him. Yeah. Uh And I think that's the thing that moved the needle for me a little bit more. So yeah. I think that's Mel- Melvin
1: seems to really like that Suarez closed overseas yep. and has that experience. And I think uh, that quote makes me think that uh, when they open the door in the first save, I think it's Suarez. Instantly. I think
2: you're right. Yeah. And keep in mind, it's new manager yeah. here, but you know, it's, he's always been pretty good about like, yep. if he's your guy, he's your guy. Yep. You know, and even, even when the, you lose it,
1: even when the guy fails, and you lose it. He finds another guy though. Like when, when uh, when lost it, he went to Hendricks, and he was the guy right away. It wasn't like they went to committee. He went to Hendricks, boom, boom, right. double saves, and he was, and Hendricks was the guy the rest of the way. So um, Melvin um, does some weird stuff in the bullpen sometimes, but he usually has a guy at the back end that he wants to use as the guy.
2: I mean, yeah, I'm easy. bumping up Suarez. Um, yeah, I am too. He's above like Cincinnati and Florida – or Miami, excuse me – and Chicago now in the National League hierarchy we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, Suarez is definitely – He's bumped up. He's now mid mid pack as far as uh, nationally closers go.
1: Yeah, below Jake McGee still. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think so too. I kind mean, of, he's but he's right, actually done it.
1: Probably right below there.
2: Yeah. Uh, so if we're drafting the day, you're you're probably how like in the, say you're drafting in the main. Let's say Wednesday theoretically, fifteenth um, round. Uh, I think that's about right. Um, I'm looking at his his ADP
1: right now in the main is two fifty one. Obviously, that's some early mains that uh, he didn't go that early. The, the high pick is 163. I'm not going there, but yeah, I think if you want to do it, you probably got to go about 210 to 215, so maybe even the and Trust
2: me, the, the closer inflation is real and spectacular. It's yeah. getting worse, not better.
1: And you can tell that like it gets to that spot where everybody realizes they either have none or they have one and they need a second one, and it did, all these bad names go really quick too. There, it, 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 it gets ugly after that first 10, and it's not getting any better.
2: And I've kind of, and Tim and I kind of decided once we got aced out of a couple of targets that we weren't going to spend those picks on, you know, because you're, you're giving up something pretty quality for a guy that with a 50% chance of the job, you know, I I think that was the whole point. We'll get into that more later, but um, just, I think that's one way to tackle it. You either get two early ones like James Anderson does all the time, or you. I don't know what else you do. <laughs> I'm I'm okay
1: paying up for like those first nine guys, and then I don't want to pay up after that. So I yeah. just uh, I try and get one, but we'll we'll talk about that. A um, couple of notes: uh, Max Scherzer has the tight hammy. The Mets were kind of a mess all weekend. Um, he's, he has a bullpen session on Tuesday. Uh, they're still talking about him maybe starting on Thursday opening day, but then maybe Tyler McGill, but then maybe a bullpen game. They kind of seem like they're uh, they're becoming they're the Mets already in the season that even started <laughs> yet. So uh, definitely keep a watch on that one. Um, I was a pick away from Max Scherzer in the third round in my twelve team or the day that news came out. I was hoping to uh, to buy the discount there, but I was a pick away. That would have been a, that would have wow. been a nice. That would have been a nice. That would have been a nice score.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, he went. He
1: went three point five. So what is that? That's pick twenty nine in my in my twelve teamer on Saturday.
2: Wow, the latest he's gone in any main is twenty three, and that was today. I've got to imagine.
1: Yeah, I'd have to look, but that's probably it's got to be the latest he's gone in an online too. But uh, we talked about Josh Rojas. We talked about Mike Clevenger. I think that's kind of the uh, the news there. Um, let's get in some week one stuff. But first, a note from our sponsors at WinBet. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, moneyline bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more all at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down on blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in nine states Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia, while all are rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. Register for WinBet today, make a qualifying deposit and wager it to receive $200 in free bets. Promotion may vary by state. Download WinBet now. That's W Y N N B E T. WinBet, exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: So, Jeff, before we get into uh, FAB for week one, I want to talk FAB week one. I want to talk about FAB strategy. But week one, um, a little bit of strategy advice. How are you kind of handling it? It's a tough week because we don't know the probable starters on some of these teams. Like, there's some teams who have named the opening day starters. Some teams have named the first five. There's a lot of, like, TBAs out there. There's a lot of stuff where – and it's yeah. just tough. It's just, it, a lot of teams have three games or four games. A lot of stars aren't starting this weekend. Did you find yourself kind of – adding a middle reliever too so you have nine starters Are you're not worried about taking a zero how are you kind of uh, addressing that this week as you kind of looked at your starters for week 1
2: adding or and or drafting like i drafted right. Loizaga in both mains i'm going to use him this week yep uh i you don't want to use the marginal starters because those are the guys that are most likely to go 3 4 innings to begin with yep. uh and they might not be great innings uh, so and a lot of those marginal starters
1: aren't even starting at all this weekend, too. So they're, yes, they're dead. Exactly. No starts if, they, if they're they the fourth or fifth starter. There's a lot of guys that just aren't starting this week when teams have three games, it's a tough week. But I did the same. Um, I kind of like round 29 30, I just grabbed maybe one extra uh, closer spec guy. And if I got to drop him in a couple weeks, that's fine. But um, I want to be able to use people this week because I, I, I mean, sometimes you don't have you don't know, have a choice if you like. Three are good starters. Randomly line up fourth, that sort of thing. Like I, mean, I think Trevor Rogers right now is slated to not pitch this week, so um, wow. I mean, he might he might go twice next week. So I mean, it, it'll it'll work out and even out. But um, you know, you just you just if you cannot take a zero, you you certainly like to try and avoid it. You never know, you might steal a win, but you know, your reliever might give up three runs too. That happens also. But uh, give me the chance to steal a win or save over a zero any day.
2: Yeah, and I can't wait for the opening day panic when your guy's not in the lineup, and I'll I'll probably uh, <laughs> help encourage that on Twitter a little bit too, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, it happens all the time. You're really. like, especially, yeah. you know, it, they'll even veer from what they've done in spring training. But if you're not, if you're not paying attention to what the lineups are in spring training, and this is a year where it's really hard to do so because yeah. let's face it, they're still making transactions. Yep. You know, it, it's really hard to stay on top of everything there in, t- in terms of lineup wise. That's I, why uh, we need Mike Curlin. He I was going to say, I couldn't believe Jazz Chisholm was hitting ninth today. Yeah. I didn't notice that because I, don't have Chisholm, but uh, yeah, just, he I had mean, a wrist I, injury, right? That, right, that's part
1: like there was like talk. Maybe he's sixth or seventh in some weeks, but like hitting ninth, like it's a spring training game. Like who cares? But that's just weird. They didn't even stick him there if they're not thinking about you know hitting. Right? Him why? Downline.
2: Why bother playing him if you're right, if he's exactly. not? That's not where he's going to be. So.
1: Yeah, so not not ideal there. And I think the key of week one is know your rules. We talked about earlier, like if you yeah. in FBC, like you can put put all your hitters on in Thursday in because you could take if you don't want to use them on the weekend, you just take them back out. Or so you, you know if someone playing Thursday, and you took them in the first round. Like make sure you get them if you need to get them out and then get them back in for Friday. So just make sure that you you know your rules. I believe pitchers all the pitchers lock on Thursday. I could be wrong about that, but uh, I think sure. all the pitchers lock because they have to then open it open it up on Friday for offensive players. So I think all pitchers lock.
2: So even if they don't play on Thursday, they still lock. Don't quote me on that, but I
1: thought that was the I'm case. I'm going to quote
2: you on that. I'm, I'm going to tweet I'm gonna, it out right now. I'm going to double yeah. check
1: that too. But I think they have to open up moves for Friday. So I think that's the case. But I'm going to double check that also. I would definitely I would definitely check that in the rules before you decide that. But I, I, I'm i setting my pitchers for the, uh, for the week on Thursday.
2: Any thought to using Shohei as a pitcher this week? Because it's only four games. It is four, not three, though
1: uh it is four not three They're home it is against, against the astros home against houston uh i'm using him as a hitter
2: i am too yeah. i just wanted to ask i think no, you know, ask you're right though, all the time
1: of all the weeks like he he's never going to start twice unless they have a seven game week and he happens to land on a monday they have a six-man rotation but um his two set weeks will be very very rare so i'm using on offense at all times but in a short half week it's a good question i think it's the first week I don't know how deep I go in the game, so I think That's also a, a good i want to And I he's not be a be guy
2: bad. that goes deep into games yeah. to begin with, too. I think
1: mean, that could uh, be a, if you if you get four innings out of him, then he sits for the whole week on your offense. You're gonna you're not gonna feel fun about that. And
2: hits a bomb and steals yeah. two bases, then you're like, uh oh,
1: And yeah, man. it's the Astros, but it's Odorizzi on Friday, um, oh, Arcidi yeah. on Sunday. I, Verlander and Frambo will be tough on him, but uh, yeah, I think I'm still I'm still offense.
2: Hey, don't don't besmirch the good work that Jose Arcidi does. I um, like Jose I need Jose Arcidi this yeah. year.
1: I like, I like the whip there, but uh, let's talk about week one uh, fab. You know, we talked about how their league started on drafted at different times. There's a lot of uh, Rotowire online championships that drafted in February. And there's a lot of people that are on the, on the waiver wire. You know, you and I drafted main event last week. Not a lot of people, but I had 20 bids in my main event league. Like people were
2: 24 in mine.
1: That's I mean, that's a lot of bids for we we drafted a week ago and obviously you drafted everybody a week ago because you liked them and no games have been played so like nothing it's just injuries news has changed
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, he Kyle Higa Ishi, I can't say his name Higa Shioka? Say He's just name.
2: homered again. Um, yeah. he's, had, he's got six
1: homers Josh the Gibson,
2: we'll just call him um, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, good reference right there That was well Thank done um, I like that one uh, Yeah, he went for 77 in my league So obviously there was uh, Someone believing the hype there But the, the biggest name I think Was uh, was Seattle pitcher Matt Brash Who um, has looked really good in spring Nine and a third One earned run Twelve strikeouts Two, uh, two walks a 0.54 whip, not drafted in many leagues that went in February. He was not drafted in my TGFBI league where, uh, you know, we drafted in early March and he was kind of, you know, a prospect, but not someone we thought was going to make the rotation. Um, he was very good in A and A last year, did not, not pitch a AAA, but a uh, 2.31 ERA and 97 innings, 1.14 whip across those two levels. Big strikeout guy, 13.1 Ks per nine in the minors last year, 142 Ks, 48 walks. So a little too many walks, but um, the strikeout stuff's big. He's looked really good in spring. Um, if he was available in your league, how super aggressive were you on brash?
2: So he was available in yogurt. He went for 71, pretty reasonable. Wow. 3 Wasn't three, very brash. 325
1: uh, in mind, quite brash.
2: Uh, in my online championship that drafted early, 237. And then yep. Scarf. It hasn't run yet, so I don't know. And right. um, but I, I'm starting to feel like my bumping up to 115 or whatever it was isn't going to do it. Uh, but I, especially uh, as there's three Mariners fans, three guys that wore Mariners paraphernalia oh, in our draft, so you that know, might be the fans. only
1: three people in LA with Mariners paraphernalia.
2: No, those you're confusing that with Bengals fans, but that's okay.
1: Hey, the Bengals fan, Bengals had a lot of fans in LA this year.
2: Mm, yeah, uh, no, for, probably for, not
1: for, for one weekend.
2: Yeah. Not in LA is the problem Well, they were, they were visiting, but they don't yeah, live here. Visiting. Yeah, I no. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean,
1: it's, it's funny. He's looked really good. I've seen some clips of Brash and it's one of those things. Like if this is your one chance to take a shot on him, cause he's not, if he, if he's good, this is your one chance. You kind of had to be aggressive with him. I wasn't going three twenty five. I just don't, I don't know. I, that's a lot of money to spend on a guy. I haven't seen I mean, I've seen pitch nine spring training, spring training innings. I just, uh, I wasn't going there. I was in like the 40s and 50s, so I was not even close.
2: I was in the 40s also, except for yogurt where I bumped it, or scarf where I bumped it up. But uh, I think I also had more of a need there too. Uh,
1: Another uh, hot prospect in bidding was Bryson Stott in Philadelphia, um, having a huge spring, hitting 480 in the spring, 12 for 25 with one home run. Uh, he, He played across three levels last year, A to AAA, had 490 plate appearances, 16 home runs, 10 steals. Hit close to three hundred. You gotta like to see that. The batting average, low K rate, under twenty percent. Uh, pedigree guy. He was the fourteenth overall pick in twenty nineteen. Um, I think the issue here is is playing time. What are they gonna do? Are they gonna just sit Alec Boehm? Uh, obviously, Stotts a shortstop coming up, but he's been playing third. They might
2: send Bohm down. They
1: might send Bohm down. Don't I like you have him. I do have well, him in the main. I like Alec Boehm too. I think he, I, I looked at his stuff. I'm like, I think he's better than he is. One one uh, kind of you know fly ball launch angle tweak. I thought we we're gonna get really good, but. Um, Clearly, they're thinking about either. I mean, he can't play defense, which is a problem. But they didn't seem to care about that. But it seems like Stott's kind of pushing the envelope here.
2: Well, like they have to have someone that can play defense, right? I so mean, that's
1: does Didi have to play then? I guess.
2: Yeah, I think so. Did
1: Didi, can Didi still play defense? I don't even know.
2: Mm, oh my arm! I don't know. Yeah.
1: Uh, he used to be good, but I don't really think he's there anymore.
2: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think he's great defensively. But yeah, it, Stott might be just the the hot guy right now too, and. Yeah. For all the crap that Gabe Kapler got for being mercurial with the bullpen and all that, no, Joe, Joe Girardi is a veteran manager, knows how to manage that bullpen. Girardi was flitting all over the place last year. I don't know. I mean, you know, Kapler seems to be kind of redeemed quite a bit. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I think Win- Philly winning, is just a bad 100, deck to winning, play.
1: 100, winning 135 games over the Giants won last year will do that.
2: Yeah, it tends to do that.
1: That, uh, it, it's interesting though, because wherever you, if you stick Stott or Bomb in there, uh, boom, I always say Bomb. it's boom. I, I actually looked it up last week cause I didn't know how to say it, but that Phillies lineup is absurdly good. At like one through six, I'd say. I mean, you go mm-hmm. Schwarber, Rio middle, Harper, Castellanos, Hoskins, and you throw Segura in there. Like, I think like, I like Segura. That's a really good one through six. If you can like, and
2: Didi's not terrible.
1: Didi's not terrible. If you can like hit seventh or eighth there, like it's not a typical seventh or eighth National League lineup. I mean, I know it's different now with the DH anyway, but yeah. that's not a lineup that like if he's hitting seventh, you're suddenly dead all of a sudden. Like that's that's going to be a good spot for someone if it's if it's Stott, if it's Bohm, whoever it may be that you know hits up ahead of Didi, even behind Didi. Um, you know where these guys go is uh, it, it, it's a pretty good spot. Uh, were you in on stock this week? Do you how are you buying this? How do you kind of feel about him?
2: He had a great Arizona fall league, So he kind of got on our radar there. If everybody, anybody that went to first pitch Arizona, um, I was still a little circumspect in my bidding. And I wish I might've been a little bit more aggressive, uh, especially it's just, being so that-
1: without, it's just so hard with that. It's just so hard with having any games. Like it's so hard to be so yeah. aggressive now, but
2: well, and the thing is also you got to pick somebody to drop that you just drafted a week ago too. Right. Like I, and I did find a couple of drops out there. Uh, but yeah, and losing Rojas—that—that that, if I would have dropped Rojas, then I would have been a little bit more aggressive with yeah, Stott. That makes sense. Um, But I didn't want to drop Rojas, so couldn't be that aggressive because then I'd have like six middle infielders on my roster, and then it's starting to really push it. He'll get third base eligibility pretty darn quick, but he doesn't have it right now.
1: I'm uh, I'm not buying that he's going to uh, he's going to be the guy. Don't be day. I still think it's going to be Boom mm. for a stretch here. Could be right. We'll see. But- I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. Uh, another uh, young stud trying to make the team right now is CJ Abrams in San Diego. Uh, another big pedigree guy. He was in the first round with Stott in 2019. He was the sixth overall pick. He's only 21. Um, there's a lot of buzz. He might make the team, though. He was uh, in in 2021 in Double A. Um, he was hit 296, 13 stolen bases in 42 games. I think the speed is the key here. Um, I don't think we're going to see a lot of pop. He only had two home runs last year, but. Uh, Killing the spring, hitting 367, two home runs, two steals, and 31 plate appearances. Does have, does have eight strikeouts. That's going to be an issue. Um, did you do anything with Abrams? Do you think he makes the team? Where do you kind of uh, fall on this dude right now? Uh,
2: sorry, I just had to point out Rob DiPietro, Di dead pole hitter, saying Bohm stinks. Ha <laughs> ha, come on. <laughs> uh,
1: Bohm does not Boom does not stink. You look at it, 50% hard hit right last year. Uh, I know he, he was not good last year. I think he uh, hits too many ground balls. One of those guys, like if you tweak one thing, I think he's actually be pretty decent.
2: Yeah, you're right. I just like that Rob's listening. I think that's I love. Awesome. I love Rob. Rob in, I love
1: Rob in general. So I, I'm glad he's. listening yeah.
2: too. Great people. Great podcast. Deadpool great. hitter. Yes. Check great, it out. Great podcast. You know, great. Unusually long, but worth your time. Great. Uh, Put it great, on one and one quarter, and you'll you'll be fine.
1: Great player too, by the way. Yes. He Won the DC. He won D- draft championship in 2020, I think.
2: Yep. Yeah, he won the uh, overall. Yeah. And he just has a great podcasts too. Yeah, just great stuff. Uh, but going back to your question about CJ Abrams, uh, I think that Abrams is you. Want, if you're if you're worried about the lack of track record from Stott or Brash, way to get a hold of Abrams. Yeah. Hurt last year has very little minor league track record, not a whole lot of power, and I'm kind of concerned about where he'd play. Yeah. Uh, I it, you don't you don't he doesn't make the team if he doesn't play, and that's the question. Um, I I don't know I I'm I'm lukewarm on him because of that I've got him like at a keeper league and all that but I'm I'm long term I like him I just yeah. think he needs more time um this isn't like Tatis banging the door down I I think people want to make that comparison I don't think it's there
1: and I mean Tatis played a ton more minor league games than, than C J has what Tatis played I mean I have to look it up but he played. I'm yep. just doing the math in my head. You're like 200 and 250 like minor league games, and and yep. Abrams has played 74. Like it's a huge difference, and I grabbed him in the main event in the round 29. last week, and the thought was. I got 10 days till the season starts. we will see what happens. Like, if I, I'd love to have him if he makes the team, he's an easy drop if he doesn't around 29. Um, so I kind of hope he makes it, see what we got. Maybe he gets hot, steals a couple bases. But I, I would I probably wouldn't have done it at the start of the year because I, I, I tend to think he's probably not going to make the team. But I think they can set him down for a little bit. But with 10 days left and around 29, I figured it was worth a shot.
2: Yep. Uh, I agree. By the way, uh, we were talking about Matt Brash. Great Northwest Wine says, "Thank you for my players' featuring in the Rotowire News Center app." Something usually I should enable, uh, and he got Matt Brash because he saw the note on that quicker. So uh, good for you, Great Northwest Wine. Nice. Uh, I like seeing that.
1: Good, uh, good, good work by the Rotowire guys right there too. Buddy.
2: yes, yes, indeed, indeed.
1: And where, if we're talking, uh, you know, starters and try fair, who's going to start uh, the Rotowire uh, MLB starting pitcher uh, chart grid? Whatever we call Coggins it, is a grid. Uh, is the is my. I, I know that I obviously am biased, but uh, I am not employed by you guys, so I can say it is the best thing, it is the best uh, starting pitcher guide out grid out there. It's so good; it's updated constantly. There's a lot of sites that update once a day. You guys update it all day long. It's just a it's it's the it's a go to and it's a must for every Monday, every Friday when you're doing lineups, and obviously on Sunday night doing Fab it's a must.
2: Pro tip: tie that with your My Leagues feature. Import your league, especially if you play NFBC, you play Yahoo, you play on ESPN. Uh, I think RT. I think. Uh, auto new any one of those platforms and a few others import your league into there go to my go to the projected starters grid tie it to select that league and you'll see which ones are ro- rostered and which ones aren't uh the grid is awesome and you tie it to that feature it's gold
1: we talked about baltimore earlier we talked about Steels earlier an interesting name right now is jorge mateo in baltimore um if you look at spring training lineups um, it seems like he is going to be starting every day for the Orioles. It looks like um, at shortstop, he is an outfield eligible in NFBC right now, so we can probably to gain some shortstop eligibility. But this is someone that like could sneak in and really get some steals for you. He's uh, he's moving up in drafts. He had he uh, he had ten steals last year and only I think it was two hundred something plate appearances. Like he's a steals guy, but uh, he got traded. The only reason I know a lot about him is he got traded for to the A's. I think it was the Sonny Gray deal from the Yankees yeah. to the A's. Um,
2: you were yeah, waiting yeah. forever for that call up and it just never yeah. came.
1: But, I mean, he had 71 steals in 2015 in the minors. Like, this is a guy that, I mean, I don't think we're looking at that. He's probably, he's, he's, he's 26 now. But uh, this is a guy that really stole a lot of bases in the minors. He had 24 steals in 2019, 25 in 2018. He is fast, and he's going to be playing every day, it looks like. It sounds like probably down the lineup to start, which is not ideal. But I mean, we're talking about an Orioles lineup that he probably could move up a little bit if he gets hot. Um, if you're in the 20s, you need some steals. He seems to be the prime guy right now, but he is moving up. He is getting some popularity.
2: Yeah. And it would have been neat to bid on him if you were available anywhere, but I'm looking six different NFBC leagues and rostered in every single one of them. Yeah. You drafted a little more recently. I think the February drafts he was not taking because I mean, we were like yogurt. He, he so wasn't boy.
1: available. Oh, no, he's taken there too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he, I mean, if you need steals, it's a, it's a nice little piece that I'm drafting. Uh, I'm drafting Tuesday and Wednesday this week and I'm kind of, I've been pushing him up and still missing him. So I might push him up another couple spots. It, it obviously depends on team cottage. If you need steals at that point of the draft, but um, as you get to that point, steals are hard to find. He could be a guy that could steal, if you know, he plays every day, he could steal 20, 25 bags this year.
2: He's climbing. He is yeah. really, really climbing. climbing. Uh he is ADP is three oh four, but with a range of two fifty-three to four ten. Every uh, time
1: I every time I think, I'm like, oh, now's the time of Tayo is like he goes right right when I start to even think about it. So I just I could tell he's moving up.
2: Jody Ryan, man, snagged him in our main and snagged Miles Straw to go to he's got like three guys that run, but they're all like major runners. He you know he had Turner, obviously, to start too. So uh, you know, good uh good good sneaky pick if you need stolen bases. Of course, it comes at a cost. He's gonna he probably will hurt your batting average. He's yep. he's not a good real life player, but he's a good fantasy player, probably.
1: Somehow he had nineteen home runs in twenty nineteen. I know that was a super minor league happy yeah. one ball, but like you might get eight to ten home runs out of the guy, too. Exactly. Huge. It's not a dead zero there, too.
2: Yeah. And multi-positions, of course, which is nice.
1: Did you do anything with uh all the we talked about earlier about the NL closer marks? Do you anything with any of these guys Did you like been on David Robertson, Luis Sessa, Daniel Bard? Was there anybody in particular Jordan Hicks, Robertson is Robertson. I uh Robertson's my guy. See, yeah. T- why uh why are you feeling Robertson in Chicago?
2: Well, it's down to it sounds like it's down to him and uh Michael Gibbons.
1: Yeah, did, did Rowan Wick just like get sent out to see? Like, what happened here? They kind of said that they don't want him closing. I, I read that too, and he really wants to, too, which is yeah, very odd. Yeah, that's the weird yeah, part. It is very odd.
2: Uh, and yet, you know, Robertson's closed before and closed well. He had three seasons with 30 plus saves. Prior to TGS, he had some really sweet ratios, great K rate. He's, I think, nineteen to twenty months removed from TGS. He he's a little slower behind, uh, slower uh, in getting ramping up this year in spring training. But I, I think he's worth the wait. And you know, Gibbons is okay. But if you notice with the Reds, he he started off okay and then fell off again. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think uh, he's that big of a barrier to Robertson getting saves. And Robertson's under consideration right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like that one too. I had some bids there. Um, I think Daniel Bard is going to be closing in Colorado um, pretty quickly. If it's not right away, he looks way better than in camp than Calamay does. Granted it's Colorado. We can't get excited there, but I, I think the interesting one is, is actually Jordan Hicks in St. Louis. Uh, it seems like everything you read that they want Gallegos to be the high leverage seventh and eighth, ninth inning guy, seventh, they, they, and eighth guy. They just, he was so good in closing last year, but they don't seem like they want to be the guy and Hicks is out there throwing 103. And uh, you know, had what dad 14 saves in 2019 before he got hurt. I just, I wonder if, uh, we get, uh, we get, uh, opening weekend and, and, Hicks is closing games in the night,
2: but you know, it, it'd be the most Cardinals thing ever, because remember they were stretching him out. Yeah, They're considering having him start. And then they're like, okay, we're going to limit you to 50 pitches and we're just going to limit you to one inning at a time now. And you're talking about maybe him being an opener it would be so Cardinals for him to close.
1: I mean, that you did what you described right there is literally Alex Reyes last year.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: Like, it was stretching mountain spring training, blah, blah, blah. Guy goes to the best pitcher. And all of a sudden Reyes had 29 saves.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's wild. And meanwhile, Reyes is out long-term. So keep that in mind too.
1: Uh, last guy I want to ask you about, uh, Steven Kwan in Cleveland made yeah. the roster. He was not drafted in my main event. So he was available there. Uh, ended up going for 55. Um, kind of an interesting hit tool. You gotta, you know, he's, a, he's like a batting average guy with a little bit of speed. Uh, strikes out pretty much never. He struck out 6.7% uh, in AAA last year, 10.4% in AA across those two levels. Um, swing strike rate was absurdly 2.65% in the minors last year, which is just a yeah, number you never see, like outside of maybe Nick Madrigal or someone like that. Um, Seems so like an average guy with a little bit of speed. But, you know, if you, uh, you get him on free agency, he can seem like an interesting name that's going to – appears he's going to play in Cleveland.
2: People love him. Yeah, uh, he, he's like an internet darling. Yeah, he is. Uh, Twitter darling. Uh, see more, I would say internet darling. Now we're on to Twitter darling. But uh, Stephen Kwan is kind of you. It's, you mentioned Madrigal. That was a comp I was thinking of. Yeah, uh, Arias is another one from Minnesota. Yeah, that's a good one, that's a a good a one comp too. to compare him to. And he's got a little bit more power, I think, than both of those guys. But I don't know if he'd uh, dent a mailbox if he was swinging a bat from a moving car, either. Though, so I'm not quite sure how. I mean, he's not going to. I gotta I gotta dig into the sadcast numbers a little bit more before I really be so, so flippant about him. But uh I think he's he's fun, he's gonna play. I think you're right. And if you need late batting average, uh you know, he could be the next Michael Bradley came coming up through Cleveland. You never know. And in
1: a lineup where there is plenty of room to either move up or play every day, like that lineup is just I mean, you put him in the lineup, you still and they still have Bradley Zimmer in there. It's not like he's like, Oh, he's gonna play over Zimmer. It's like it's both of them right now, it's just it's an, yeah. it's an outside of outside of uh you know kind of straw rosario j-ram fran mill like there's just not a lot i mean i kind of like robbie bradley but he strikes out a lot there's it's a really weak i kind of like, like zimmer me.
2: a little bit still uh i'm i've I'm, I'm been slow to dismiss that but they again and i always saw those like Grady Sizemore, junior comps, and you know I always liked Grady Sizemore, so maybe that's weirdly he weirdly, soft spot he for
1: weirdly me. like completely changed his hard contact last year too. Like it went way off the charts compared to where it was, so I was a little yep. intrigued there too. Although uh, he also paired up with a thirty five percent strikeout rate last year. That's not good. Not good. Um, let's dive into some uh, some general fab talk here since it's week one. But first, to note from our sponsors at Better Edge. Bet against others with no fees involved. That's right. No pesky hidden fees to ruin your day. Better Edge is a social betting marketplace. There's no fee on each transaction. Better Edge is a social betting marketplace, and chances are it's legal in your state. We bring betting back to its social roots where you can like, comment, and challenge other users all within the app. Play without getting played at betteredge.com. Go to betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E.com to sign up today. So, Jeff, since we're in week one, I want to talk a little bit about uh, kind of fab strategy, methodology, how you go about it. A lot of people ask me, you know, how do you how do you do your fab leagues? Fab's a pain in the ass. Sundays are miserable. I don't want to spend six hours doing this. And it's um, a good point. A lot of people, you know, I have too many leagues. I have too many fab leagues. Um, how do you jump in? I have, like, kind of my three keys to fab, but I want to ask you, how do you, when you jump in on Sunday, you're sitting down, uh, you know, the wife and kids are giving you a bad look because you're sitting down from the computer on Sunday. How do you How do you start your fab?
2: My, I, I don't get the bad look. I, I don't know. Oh, I'm that's good. I, yeah. I guess
1: you, I guess you work in this world too. So it's kind, yeah. of, kind of your job, right?
2: Yeah. It's kind of paid off uh, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I I do what you do first though. I set my lineup first. Yeah. And that gets me like thinking about this team, well, especially after such a long layoff, It's like, okay, what do I got on this team right now? And so you, sometimes you need a reminder. You know, I live in, you know, we all live and die with our main event team. So that, that's not hard to remember, but I play in a lot of leagues and, yep. you know, and it's not just on the NFBC platform and you at least you're, you're all on one platform until we do our Yahoo draft on Tuesday. But, right, you know, I open up the team, you know, what I typically like to do is save it all in tabs. Maybe I'll save it by platform. I'll you know, order it by platform. So I can go boom, 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 boom. But you know, no, no. And maybe write down, take notes. I know some people do a good job with that. Uh, I, I think that might be something that is helpful in terms of remembering. I know when I'm in, I I, I hear teachers say all the time, they prefer their their students use pen and paper or pencil and yep. paper instead of a laptop or whatever. You remember things a little bit more and you write it down. So sometimes writing a little notes, not everybody has time to do that though, or paper, or, you know, you have little scribbles left and right. You feel like, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, uh, what's a beautiful mind or something like that? But uh, eventually, though, it helps you organize your thoughts. Find your way to organize your thoughts, and it starts by setting your lineup and looking at your team's needs. I think that's absolutely the most important thing. Uh, Second, Ling is like I, I look at you know early on. I look at percentage roster. I know that doesn't count. that doesn't that's not all encompassing, but it's a kickstart to uh, looking at you know who's a, who happens to be available. Especially the longer ago that you drafted, uh, I think that's really important to know.
1: Yeah. I think the key for me is what you said. I, I start I got people like, Oh, I jumped into free agency. I'm looking at who is available. I think you guys start the key to the whole thing is like to be more efficient with your time. And I've tried to do that over the last couple of years I have just I'm Busy with work i a six-year-old now So I like And that'd be more efficient Like the, you know Sitting in my office For eight hours on Sunday Doesn't really happen As much as it used to uh, But start with your own team You gotta figure out Your team Do you have injuries Do you have holes in your team What do you need positionally Do you need a shortstop That totally just changes How you look at fab you, You're suddenly You're looking at Fourteen shortstops Instead of two Like but I have if I have Dan response and Tim Anderson, like, eh, I'm probably going to like look at two shorts. There's some of the jumps off that I had to bid on, but I'm not going to get really get deep into it. I think that's important to know. Uh, categorical needs are important. If you need steals, like what you're looking at, is completely different. if you need pitching, um, look at your nine pitchers for the week. You start nine guys. If you don't, if you have seven, you want to use this week. Like, you know, you're digging deep into pitchers. If you have 11 you want to use. Then suddenly all those like kind of fringy starters, those two steps that are really risky, but just aren't in your, in your thinking for that team. It's really important to not have to worry about that. But if you have seven, you know, you know that you're gonna be getting into the deep like oh where who's you know who's playing the Orioles who's playing the Tigers who's playing the A's like you know, I guess the Tigers probably don't fit in that anymore but who's playing the A's who's playing bad right. offense it's like that really matters whereas if you have a lot of pitchers that you like that doesn't matter as much and I think the last part of that is you know who are you dropping you got to figure out your drops um, that's a, it's a big thing if you don't have any drops you don't be drop, well, you're, you maybe need to look deeper because you probably need to pick somebody up but
2: uh, well, or I mean, at least you know you have your threshold like okay yeah. it better be someone I'm really excited to pick up. And not some speculative play that eh, if I win them, I win them. Right. If I don't, I don't. Don't, yeah, if, don't drop if, somebody that you like for that. If
1: rookie year Carlos Correa is available, yeah, you're going to find a drop for it. But you're right. If, you, if you're if you just like, oh, I just, um, you know, I'm just i looking through it. I want to pick someone up. Like Don't do it just to do it. So uh, I think figuring out your team, figuring out what you need is the, is the key to the whole thing. It helps you be more efficient and kind of cut a lot of time. Like I said, if you – don't need a shortstop. You don't need to spend 20 minutes looking at the shortstops because A, you're not going to pick anybody up. B, if it's someone that's awesome as that jumps out the page, you're going to know who it is originally. Like, I think the key is like, use your resources too. The, the Rotowire has a really good, um, there's an NL and an AL fab articles. Like, it's just a great place to start. It's not a place to like, you don't want to go and you see, oh, this person that bid, and you just automatically do it. But it gives you a good place to like, Oh, that's an interesting player I hadn't thought about. It. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go look into that and kind of do it on my own. Vlad Sedler does a really good one every week. Uh, Jeff Zimmerman on Fangraphs is the one where he kind of goes through everybody too, and maybe a little. He has a little more shallower hits too. So if you play in a ten or twelve teamer, Jeff's is really good for it's like everybody under forty percent owned on CBS or something like that. I forget what it is exactly, but he does a really good piece every week too that kind of goes through all the pitches. So like, it's took – I mean, I I admit I do this a lot. I'm I've done well, but I still use some other resources and it's just like a. It's more of like a starting point for me, like go, I, most of the guys I'm like, Oh, I thought about that. I thought about that. I thought about that. But there's always, when I read these things, I like, Oh, I hadn't really thought about the, you know, the closer in, in Miami who's struggling, but the guy behind him was, you know, 14 strikeouts and one walk through seven innings. It's just, it That's gives huge you huge
2: to find those guys. It too. is.
1: It is. And I just, I admit that there's some of the lesser teams. I don't notice those guys always. They're doing that. Well, it's just a really good place to a starting point. i am like, you know what? I'm going to go to fan I'm gonna go baseball and look up, look up myself, but finding those names is, is really key.
2: It is. It really is. And, you know, uh, you know, I'll be the company shill again too. Jane Levine and Eric Segrist do awesome it's work on our great. fab columns. a Great, great starting point. And the my leagues feature again has will pull from the free agent list and you can kind of just tie it to our projections and all that early on. That's that's especially helpful. I found and trying to find a few guys help me like steer, you know, if I'm per- per- Personally, high on this guy well it's nice to know he's available like right there without scrolling down the whole list sometimes
1: it appears people like your soccer jersey by the way
2: uh at least rob does yeah so i was 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 going i
1: was going with people you didn't have to change it to one person
2: yeah it's okay um i don't want to multiply it so much yet but uh yeah
1: Um,
2: proof that i do play i guess or at least i like to dress up the last thing
1: is that you know make every bid matter like i see people like Oh, I just threw a bunch of bids in there. Like, make it. You want to, if you win a bid, you want to be happy about winning it. And I think I always yeah. tell people that with like the big bids. If we get a, there's a closer that takes a job and people are bidding four or five hundred bucks, like find a spot or a bid where if you click on the results and you won the player, you feel pretty good about that. Sometimes we get in desperation spots, we don't have a choice. I do get that, but mm-hmm. make a bid, make it a bid. So, like, if you get them, you're like, oh, I feel good about that. And don't, and my last thing would be, don't throw 30 and $40 bids around unless it's somebody you want. Like, I know yeah. it's not, when you have a thousand bucks, 35 to 40 bucks sounds like nothing, but if it's a player that you're like, eh, you know, I maybe use him this week. I may not like if it's someone, if it's 35, 40 bucks, making it sure it's someone that you might think you might keep, or the matchups are so good this week. that you want to use them? I see people throw $30 bids on Tyler Anderson. And you're like, are you really, is that really what you want? His dad's probably going to tweet at me again for that, but um, it happens. Um, yeah. Well, just to use a, just to use a anybody name. named
2: Anderson or any soft, uh, soft tossing lefty. These
1: <laughs> are, these are your categories apparently, here. Apparently. So I should use Brett Anderson. Cause he's blocking me. So he can't hear me anyway, but yeah, um, mm-hmm. Just make sure. I see a lot of early on in the year people spend $35 or 40 bucks on these guys. They're just like you just don't really want that much. You know, drop that bid to seven dollars. If you don't get someone like Brett Anderson, it's fine. If you get him and you want to use him, that's fine too. But at the end of the year, those extra like twenty thirty dollars a week
2: really come in handy. Uh, absolutely, and it's it's definitely uh, where if you get to that. Oh, I hope I didn't get this guy. What are you yeah, doing? Exactly, and that There's, happens. It, it happens all happen. the time.
1: Yes, it does. Yeah. You get people like, oh, I bid this one, I didn't really want to get them. Well, you shouldn't have bid that much. It's pretty easy. And the key, other key is contingency bids. Like in something like any of these NFPC leagues, they're so active and competitive. If you need a catcher or you need a second baseman, league, make sure you put there's times I put like seven, eight, nine names down there. They're all they're all a buck each, but I don't want to take zeros because I threw three names and they all got all guys get a bid on. I lost. Like the last thing you want to do is, or if you have a you have for sure drop someone that's out for the year, out three months, like you want to make sure, make sure. You go as many contingencies as possible so you get somebody at least. You never know. That one dollar bid might turn to someone really good and clearly more valuable than the guy that you know is out for the year. And you have to drop next week anyway.
2: Yep. Caveat though is make sure you change those bid amounts on your contingency bids. Don't just keep on hitting plus yes. that. And then oh, 17 sounds good on him too. 17 uh, or, or and Fabapalooza, you know, two hundred more on Nicky Lopez along with Austin Riley. Let's go. What? Oh, wait, no. No, now you have both. Yeah, and you just spent, you know, I I might be personally speaking here, uh, but yeah, that you got to be a little careful about that, especially you got
1: you got got Riley and Lopez that year, right?
2: I did, and for about a month, I was feeling pretty damn good. Yeah, Riley 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 was balling. Yeah, Uh, and then he wasn't, Uh, and then Nikki Lopez never was, and I I was never even big on Nikki Lopez, but like everybody kept on talking about was like in that group.
1: Oscar Mercado was in there. I think Hero was in there too.
2: Yeah, Mercado, by the way, he was worth it. Yeah, he was the best one. Yeah, he then, the then he's had done the least since. Well, Hero probably has done the least since. Hero was actually good too. Yeah. Uh for, well, he had a brief send down period, but then his overall numbers are that you were pretty darn good. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, sidebar. So I do want to just chat about your uh, your second main event
1: for a few minutes before we jump okay. out of here. But first a note from our sponsors at Vivid Seats. Baseball is back. Uh, that's what we're talking about. That's right—an entire glorious season, all 162 games, and with live events resuming, you can actually be there to catch all the action in person with Vivid Seats. Every backdoor slider, every round tripper, and every doubleheader can be experienced live. And with Vivid Seats rewards, you can stream. You can start earning free tickets from your fir- very first purchase. Just buy, collect stamps, and redeem. It's not all that easy. From behind the dugout to upper level, Vivid Seats has you covered for all the games that matter to you. Here's a pro tip. Buy tickets for your whole group. Split the bill and make progress towards your free ticket even faster. Just visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, life happens fast. Jeff, any uh, any live events, any Dodgers or Angels games for you coming up in April or are you going to wait a little bit?
2: No, I don't have to, any you, plans yet. Did you go to any games last year? I think I went to a Dodger game. I don't sure think I, I.
1: I don't know if I went to a Dodger game last year. I was trying to think I, of. Uh, I definitely
2: did. I'm trying to remember when I went to. A, I definitely went to a, at least one game, but I haven't been to an Angels game in four or five years. Uh, it's a hard place to get to from where we live. Yeah, harder for you because I just shoot down the 605. It's not. As it's hard. hard.
1: I should say it's hard on a weekday night because it's just. Yeah. You're going straight Dodger Stadium's traffic.
2: easier. Yeah. Uh, I used to make a point of seeing the Reds when they came into town. I probably gonna watch that on tv especially now that we can watch it on tv it's
1: gonna be an uh, interesting discussion in my house my wife wants to go to the a's game in anaheim and i have to have to vehemently didn't fight about nothing, uh, not wanting to go
2: well at least you know Artie arty moreno is an owner you can roof oh sorry never mind um
1: yeah yeah
2: anyways i uh moving will,
1: on i'm sure we'll <laughs> end up i'm sure we'll end up in an a's game at some point it'll be it'll be tough and payable. but you had your uh you had your second main event draft on saturday morning is that right
2: correct uh 9 a.m. Best Coast. It was. It basically, essentially, was the stand-in for the Chicago draft that didn't happen. Okay. So it's all. Were online. you?
1: Was half your league people that were going to be live in Chicago?
2: Like Posma,
1: oh. Doug Roth. <laughs> I would say Posma's was not exactly who you want to randomly get in the league with either.
2: Oh no! And right next to him in the draft too. By the way, that was fun. Oh, always fun. Uh Nice a guy lot of good then. players. Nice guy there, by I, the way. Oh, super nice guy. And I don't want to like. You know, that's the thing. It's like I mentioned two people, but it's a, it's a, it was a tough room. I felt the whole time it was. Struggling to hit some spots, but I guess that's always true in the main, but sometimes you feel like a little better about it. Um yeah, it, it was t- it was a tougher miss and we'll talk about it. But closers was was a challenge. What me was I remind, I you, remind
1: me what your spot was in the first draft again?
2: I was three in the first one. That's right. Seven okay. in this one.
1: So you're seven in this one. Was that uh was seven a spot you wanted to be? Was seven a spot that uh was deep deep in your KDS? How were you kind of uh when you're pulled out of the half? It there?
2: was seventh in my priority uh okay. so uh you, you know the thing you were, is
1: you were straight butter as they call it
2: it was here yeah uh you know the funny thing is uh you know, we talked about this what a week or two two weeks ago would you rather optimize for the first round or go where you're comfortable typically drafting yeah i'm very comfortable typically seven eight and nine so were
1: you were you seven before degrom got hurt
2: yeah it came down before degrom got hurt i wasn't going to take him at seven
1: Okay, so oh, you, weren't, you weren't you weren't like this is my the seven top seven with him in there. So you your seven the top six went as they always do in some order. So there, there was no like not always.
2: There. Vlad but, doesn't
1: always go. Yeah, he went sometimes you get sometimes in my you get, first main. Uh, sometimes you get Burns in there too. But yeah, you had uh, you had a choice. Essentially, it was the the outfielders or a pitcher. You had Harper, Tucker, Betts, Robert. Or Burns, Bueller, Woodruff, so a pitcher. So, what was your uh, what was your thought? between the between Harper. So and Burns? we mapped
2: it out. Uh, our priority was Vlad first. Okay. You no, know, uh, Harper second, and Burns if something weird happened. But no, it's not not something. It was it, it was Harper. It was it was Vlad or Harper, and we decided. Even though I like Burns and I like sir I have nothing against starting with pitching. Kind of wanted to go the Harper route a little bit. Uh, it was close. I think. And, and we'll see how this plays out. And of course, John took Burns right after, and he he went three pitchers to start. Uh, We were you uh,
1: were you Harper for sure over Tucker, Bets, Robert?
2: Yeah. Okay. The Tucker thing is weird because the batting order thing it just scares it me is. a little bit. With Tucker, and I have in... enough exposure to him already yeah. too.
1: He hits second again today, but then he hits six. It's just uh, if he hits six all year, that that matters.
2: Yeah. Well, hitting second today helps, but you know yeah. that was today, not yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Bats going 10 was interesting because uh, he can sometimes drop. He did not drop. And I, I knew Pitt with the, the DeGrom news, that the, the pitching was going to be weird. Right. Scherzer didn't drop. He went 14th still, stayed in the first round. So he didn't really drop that much. But, yeah, so went Harper, and then we had, like, pockets. So we had, like, well, we had all the usual suspects among the aces, Burns, Bueller, Woodruff, Scherzer, knew we wouldn't get any of those. But if they did, we'd take them. Urius, we we just I, – I I did more digging on him. I think I previously talked about being uncomfortable and going that early, and then I did more research on him, and I'm more comfortable with him going that early, except for now he faces, he's got course field in week one. but
1: <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, that's one star. I, I actually kind of feel the same. When I did my first dive on on him, I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to do it. And then as I got deeper in the draft season, I'm more going to do it. Interesting that both closers, both Hayden and Hendricks, went before – your second pick was that a consideration for you or yeah absolutely okay
2: if urias went then we would have taken one of the closers uh, preferably Hater over Hendricks, since we went Hendricks in yeah. the last main. Wild to me that Hendricks
1: went five, six picks before Hater. Usually it's the other way around. It didn't seem like it had been more that way recently. I'm mean, interesting that uh, that Hendricks actually went first, and it was like by four or five picks. Yeah, but
2: the four or five doesn't matter because they're yeah. all hitters after that too, right? Um, yeah, that's true. But Hendricks uh, is just a, a little bit in spring training
1: where I just thought it would be, it would be ha- almost maybe Hater one for almost everybody.
2: You know, it almost went perfectly and Um That we had a list of hitters that we were okay. If the pitchers go like we, they could Giolito and Urias go, then. Okay. Well that means we're either getting Albies or we're getting Devers, um, or trout even maybe obviously we didn't or or, trout start would have been sick dude. Uh, but it didn't come close. Um, but you know, Giolito was like, okay, that's like our, our fourth choice. The was two closers he, and Uri he's been the beforehand. biggest
1: biggest rise of the last ten days
2: and the first couple of rounds. He's smacked around a day, too, so is. But, I mean, he was like late third, then middle third. Now he's like early second. He was in all fourth days. in some yeah. places. I mean, it's
1: crazy how much he. I, I know it's. I know why it is, but it's just crazy that it's moved that much.
2: Yeah, um, it, it rhymes with ta and <laughs> ha. Yeah.
1: When oh, yeah, okay. when when the I guess we'll call him you know one of the, one of the three or four best NFL Just players. Just say it. It's,
2: it's Casey Chuck. Casey
1: Chuck. Okay. I mean he yeah, yeah. he was taking Gilo in a lot of spots last like a week or two before the first main and event.
2: All of a sudden the helium yeah. last weekend was great. Uh, he literally
1: moved into that into that Scherzer uh, Urias uh, the same zone where he
2: was last year. Yes, exactly. in other words, exactly. Um, but that was like my last choice among those. I, I you know I probably would have even gone Teoscar over. Giolito, but uh didn't went Urias coming back you know we're thinking we need some speed man I
1: I love how this next pick worked out
2: yeah Starling Marte went uh Nola versus Marte would have been a tough call if Aaron Nola Nola went one pick before me uh, this was like
1: the last draft where Marte was still a bargain too like he just he moved back up to that two three turn as soon as he started playing in spring training games again yep he has three stolen bases already in the spring Yes, he does. It looks yes, like he's he in, looks like he's in green and gold, running every time he's on uh, on the plate. There, did you think about a closer in the third round? Do you think about Iglesias or Emmanuel Clase there?
2: Yeah, I think had things gone a certain way, I've I, I've been outwardly out you know outspoken about not being comfortable with getting Bieber where he goes. Um, say if Marte went where Bieber went at three five, then I. Probably would have been, I would have thought about Iglesias. And, you know, this was one, this is the continuing theme of this draft. I thought about a closer and went elsewhere. Thought about a closer, went elsewhere. And it turns out, kept on missing all my closer targets. So, you know, it was was a continuing theme of the draft. But Marte just stood out as like a perfect fit, especially because Harper's not a statue. He's going to get you probably 10, maybe up to 15. Marte, 25 to 30. You know you're off to a good start in stolen bases. It opens up a lot of other things for you. Um, it, it
1: really does. I, I mean, I just I, that Marte pick I thought worked perfectly for you. I think so too. Someone in the chat is asking who to pick up as a catcher. They had Adley Rushman. I don't know your size of your league, but if you're in a 12-team league, I would grab um Eric haas or Sean Murphy as a guy to uh, play for a few weeks until Rushman gets called back up.
2: Yeah, uh, and if you have to dig deeper. Um, yeah, if it's say a fifteen team league, well, good luck. Uh, Higashioka oh, yeah. though would be, or,
1: uh, yeah, or if it's a two catcher league, you're probably in a little bit of trouble. But if it's two catcher league and you're really buried, uh, I like Luis Torrens the a super late catcher. The yeah, of
2: the he gets drafted in most 15s, yeah. though. It's but yeah, Higashioka was available in yeah. a lot of leagues. Higashioka, I always added Higa- a syllable there.
1: Higashioka, yes. Um, so then we get to the fourth round, and I, I thought I couldn't believe this happened in your league because Matt Olson has been like going in the th- high thirties in most leagues, and this yeah. is pick. What's his pick? Is this like fifty-one or fifty-two, something like
2: that? Uh, it's later than that. It's like fifty. Fifty-five. Four. Yeah, 54. fifty-four.
1: So you got Matt Olson fifty-four, and that must have been like the biggest auto pick ever, right?
2: It wasn't. That's what? the funny thing. Uh, now, nah, no, so. it's oh, no, it's not. I oh, Tyler, Tyler O'Neill was there too.
1: Wow. Tyler O'Neill. Deandre
2: Bogarts was available. Yeah. And I was thinking about closers. Kenley Jansen was like, to me, I like him better than Romano now. The ankle is just enough, and I like him better than Presley. So I didn't looked- want—I have enough exposure to Presley in other leagues that I didn't want to have to take him there. Yeah. Well, guess what? I didn't have to. Uh, but, yeah, that, that that was one where, yeah, at the same time, like, how can I let this go? Chris Bryant went one pick ahead of me. That's also a very good pick. It was either Bryant or Olson for us, basically.
1: It looks like uh, Webb, George Springer, Bobby Witt, uh got pushed up in adp to push the so and verlander with the third
2: keep looking round, in wow. the third round kimbrell and verlander there, yeah, you, go. 40 and and verlander. there you go
1: 41 i was going i was getting back that direction but kimbrell and and verlander you're right there's just when you and get well five, the third. five yeah. guys that push up it just someone has to push down and your league was olsen o'neill and and Xander, and that's uh man Olson in the fourth round i would i would love that
2: this draft was kind of a theme of taking what was given to us yeah. sometimes so coming back around, tell me about Javier Baez. I don't know that
1: uh, I thought you were a Javier Baez guy. It was just a, he was there. Um, the latter. Yeah. Because I mean, I, every time I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm sorry about the batting average and the strikeouts, but I look at the home runs and stolen bases. They're there every single year. And I kind of get back in. I, I go back and he's a tough guy for me to figure out.
2: He, the, the the dual eligibility helps too. Uh, second sure. and short. Yeah. Uh, We've noticed that we don't have a middle going into that. I wanted more speed early. Get somebody who runs they can do something else Chisholm went two picks later uh i didn't want to take mondesi thought about fun pick wander franco a couple picks later decided against it um, i go uh, i go bias over Chisholm, mondesi and franco yeah uh and i know you go him over i was Ros- rosa reina you've made your objections to him clear i do uh, so then it's like Mark Kettle Marte or Tommy Edmund, who Edmund went kind of early, I thought. Marte um, would
1: have been the tougher call for me, but I think I probably have to go. By yeah,
2: Jorge place. Polanco is in that neighborhood too, uh, but yeah, Baez. I, I, I and I like that Detroit lineup. I, I don't mind the ballpark. You know, April might be might be a little cold. It might be you might have to be patient with that.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he was in Chicago. i not going to be much a of difference, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it just well. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're accustomed to it. it just still sucks to hit in cold weather. <laughs> uh,
1: so you got you got five rounds. You have one pitcher total. Are you at the point where like, all right, we need to get some yellow stickers on this board? Uh, yeah. It looks like three of the next four rounds. You took Alec Manoa, Sonny Gray, who you know I love, and Scott Barlow as your first closer. Was that uh, was Barlow planned, or was it just like, oh, we need one now?
2: We need one now. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I there's been no talk whatsoever. From Mike Matheny and that scares me because yeah. two years ago there was no talk about Ian Kennedy and we thought he was gonna be the closer and he wasn't <laughs> uh right. and I know you always like who else would it be and there's always someone else but always stallman's true. having a bad year bad spring yep uh Barlow was used like a real closer the last six weeks of the season I think his skills are pretty good I, you know and you know I, I kept on missing spots I I like I'm not gonna take Gallegos and in the six over manoa when i only have one starter i'd rather take the starter every day i uh, i love manoa um i i do too how where i uh, manoa montas darvish morton like that must
1: have been a tough call between those four though
2: uh yes but i was hoping for two of them and of course oh right, that's yeah. true but oh. then again because they all went in succession and McClanahan, too who i love and Canable, who was enabled you know, I I know you love my second round pick.
1: I thought you mistyped this when you put it on Twitter. I think you put seventh round Eloy Jomez. I'm like, oh, I'm sure he messed. He meant fifth or sixth round. Yeah, Eloy Jomez at 97 is bonkers pick. I I couldn't believe that he was there when you when you tweeted that. By the way, 97 is the dead max in 28 mains, and it's means it? 78. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's 97 is the max. I, I haven't seen him get anywhere near there. He's ADP seventy eight, and I feel like he kind of gets pushed up a little bit. There's been he's he's early as a forty six in the mains. Ninety seven is I mean that is, whew, I couldn't believe that pick. That is that is
2: lovely. Well, it's a function of two things: the pitcher is getting pushed up and speed getting pushed up. Yeah. He doesn't do either of those two things. You notice, look at the other picks in that round. Bregman went seven one. Abreu seven four. Corey Seeger immediately after me, and I was like Jimenez or Seager, Jimenez or Seager. I like both at that spot. But oh, I like Jimenez a little bit better. So we'll go with him. Arenado, a few picks later. There that that was a that was a pretty sweet spot for hitters of his ilk. It was.
1: That is that is really nice. Um you obviously I love Sonny Gray where you got him that kinda I think I feel like kind of saved you as a, as that third pitcher. Yeah. Um I think that we may have murdered the ability to get Patrick Sandoval in the league because he went one twenty-one in this league. That is uh the helium on Sandoval is just bonkers, right? It's
2: now. breathtaking. He was it in is. the two hundreds, mid two hundreds. He went at then one, was like one fifty last yeah, weekend. We're know, like, oh, that's early and now he went one forty
1: eight in my main. is like I can't believe I wasn't able to get him. He went from one twenty-one. Like I still love Patrick Sandoval. Man, does that suck a lot of the value out right there? But uh, I still think it's gonna be good, but that's that's early.
2: You know what though? That, Gives me. I like Sunny Gray better though. So I do. I do. I do too. Fine. I love Sandoval, but I'll I like take S- it. You know, I, like I, I get it. I would like to have both, but sometimes you have to have just turf and not surf. You know, you you get one or the other, but in that's a, okay. In a
1: Fifteen teamer, it's hard to get whatever you want. But uh, Gray landing right there it feels like that's like that was like the last pitcher in that tier. You look how the draft went, and mm-hmm. there was one pitcher in the net, one starter after Gray in the next like thirty picks in your league.
2: Yeah. And it was two picks later in Anderson, yeah. but, but then there's uh, not yeah.
1: another, there's not another starter until, until school yep. in like late 11. Yep. You really, you getting the last guy in the tier is just, is beautifully nice. But, um, yeah. uh, this, someone's asking, um, I'd add Carson for Bay business for asking about the catcher I'd add Carson Kelly of that, of that list. Um, so you had three out of four pitchers, and then you went uh, four straight hitters. Dansby Swanson, who was pretty much a lock to be on your team no matter what. I know you love him. Uh,
2: Willie Adamas, and he worked. was way below ADP. Yeah, by the it's way, a and- good
1: spot. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. I'm not as big on Swanson as you, but that price, I'm fully on there. And then you got uh, you got my uh, my cousin uh, Josh Donaldson. I like when you draft family members. That's always good. And uh, Christian Vasquez, who I know you like as a catcher. That's a pretty good uh, four back-to-back offensive players there.
2: Yeah, uh, I thought and. We knew closers were going to be a problem. You know, I wasn't going to pay 10th round price in Matt Barnes. Uh, and Kittredge went in the 10th, and we, that was like, after we took dance. we were thinking about Kittredge in the 11th. Uh, but Kittredge and McGee win the 11th. We're like, okay, let's do this now. Let's acknowledge that we're going to take a slew of pitchers in the teens. We're going to take a bunch of hitters we like, and just not pay up for these crappy half closers that we don't know are going to close. Um, out. Point some, that- guys, some of these guys will close, but there comes a point
1: in the draft where you kind of have to make that
2: determination. You kind
1: of have to accept it and you have to move on. You have to take all the players you want to take instead of, I wish I had done that. My first main, I took Bednar, but like, I didn't know he wasn't the half closer at that point, but right. um, I sure wish I had just taken who I wanted to take, who I was going to take instead. But I think at some point you're right. You just have to acknowledge that right. you've got your one and you're going to, you're going to hope to try and, you know, throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and then take two or three specs later and, and hope one sticks or hope you get one fab. Um, I think you're right. I think that's, that's the plan to go. You either get two or you just wait because taking these middle guys is just not going to work.
2: Yeah. And you know, it allows me to, I got a few starters that I missed out on the week before. And I felt like I'm light on starting pitching from the, the previous week uh, from the, the Vegas main. And I don't feel that way here. Yeah. I feel like I got a lot of guys I like, you know, obviously other people like these guys too, and they're taking, but that's why you go in volume. Yep. That's why if you look, I have five yellow stickers in a span of seven picks and yeah. eight and six and a nine and that was, that was definitely by design.
1: You went, you went Wainwright, Hinjin Ryu, Josiah Gray, who, you know, I like Uh Corey Kluber can't figure out Corey Kluber. It seems like that could be a really good price in Tampa. And then Tony Gonsolin, who I like, if he could ever say healthy, but those are like really good arms in a, in a main event with, you know, Gonsolin and Kluber as your, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seventh and eighth pitcher. That's like, that's a really nice base.
2: And, and Eric Lauer in 22, I really like too. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think he's underrated. Uh, I love Brewers pitching this year. You get the Reds, the Pirates, Cubs strike out a bunch. Yep, Cardinals. Okay, that's not great. Um, especially with their devil magic, but <laughs> you know, that might work out. But then that's not a nice starter, not you know, a team. That's like, point. I,
1: yeah, not a team I can't face the Cardinals. Like, I mean, I think that's. The, but i don't have to, that group. to yeah at you don't that have point. to that's that's a, that's a very good point like laura is your ninth guy is that's that's a really good place to be in Nevada. and michael is
2: my 10th i can use him too
1: i realized that you got there because you you only had one closer by that point but i think that once you steer into it you have to steer into it correctly is the key you can't halfway yeah. steer into it which is which is really good um, so talk to me about the the closers the the relievers you did take late you took hector Naris in houston um, i assume that was a you know maybe the ryan presley velo news has something has a some meaning to it you took Ken Giles, who I think got hurt after you took him. No, he,
2: no, uh, he, was hurt, he was hurt, but it's 29th round. Yeah. I, I, <clears> I've <throat> cut him. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, if you have to drop you got to drop oh, him. Oh, no, he, this he, one I haven't cut him. Another guy cut him. I'm sorry. And then uh, had, I didn't do any he he moves got, in this league.
1: You have Spencer Patton, who at that point, Joe Barlow was not closing. It was Patton or Holland, so that's that's a pretty good stat. And Holland went
2: yeah. in the round before. I probably could have gotten – I probably should have gone Holland instead of Giles because uh, we know Giles can't pitch for a couple of weeks at least. So that was probably a mistake.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's round twenty nine though. You can fix that pretty easily, pretty quickly. But I assume the plan here is you've got these two or three roster spots. You're going to churn, churn until you until you hit yep. one, hit on one.
2: Yeah. Yep, churn, churn, churn. I think they made a song off of that. Uh,
1: <laughs> so bad. I know. Um, Thank you. I just I, I every draft I look at I see Michael Brantley in the 18th round. I just love that pick too. Like it
2: just Tim and I are very happy about that pick. It's just interrupted it's just, a run of pitchers, but it was batting so good.
1: average, hits second for Houston, a really good team. Like he's going to as long as he sticks somewhere in the top half of the line, he's going to score a ton of runs. Um I know everybody looks at the home runs last year and I do get that, but you know, as long as you have and you've got a, you've got, you know, Harper, Olson, Baez, Eloy. Like you've got a lot of pop. You got Donaldson. Uh, there's a lot of pop in there. It's kind of a team that, that Michael Brantley can can fit with pretty nicely.
2: Yeah, and there was a point. There was the 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 outfielder was starting to get picked off a little bit. Um, that was our, I think I, Michael uh, Michael Brantley was our fourth fourth outfielder, and we lost out on Charlie Blackman, Harris, and Bader the round before. But we also kind of committed to taking pitchers around then, anyhow. Uh, Jesus Sanchez was a big miss. I'm mi- I'm bummed that we missed on him at seventeen fourteen.
1: I, I keep miss- I I liked him. We talked about him, and when we talked about guys we like, I really like him. I haven't been able to hit on him yet. I just every time I. I'm not taking outfielders then, or take someone else instead. There's a lot of outfielders I do like in that range, and I have I've just missed on him a few times, and that's. Uh, I got two drafts left. He's someone that I'm going to make sure I, that I, I, I at least try and focus on again. But I just I like a lot of guys in that range. Um, speaking of guys in that range, um, from from week one of the main till now, I cannot believe the difference in Joe Adele's price.
2: Yeah, um, well. This is one thing we didn't talk about. Justin Upton was DFA during the yeah. uh, during that draft actually it happened.
1: And his friggin 28 million. I can't believe that they decided to cut that. I thought they were going to give him a After show.
2: homering I'm, twice the
1: day before. That's beautiful. But,
2: but then again, we always talk about don't make decisions on the basis of spring training results. Look at the last 3 years, right? Uh so, from that standpoint, yeah, I it's amazing that they didn't try to work out some other deal. Maybe they still can after the DFA because there's like a period, you know, between de- designating him and actually cutting him. But he's going to end up out there and someone's going to he's going to sign somewhere else.
1: Yeah. And with, with NLDH, I mean, that opens up a lot. J- Dell didn't actually go too high in your league. He's a. Uh... His ADP in the main event is now 198. It was like 220. His ADP was like 230, 240 coming into the main events. He's gone as high as 154 after the Upton um, DF. He's around with, 200 but, in my league. Yeah, he was actually not too bad. I took him in the, I think I took him in the 16th round in mine, 15th somewhere on there, He's 14th in
2: mine, 14.
1: Yeah. six. And I don't, I think I took him 15th. I am, uh, I don't think I'm going to get him again there. I'm glad I got him in the first weekend, but he is someone that uh, is definitely flying up the board.
2: Yeah. Post type sleeper, you know. I still and he cut down on his strikeouts. That's the thing I like to see the most. Yeah. Um. And they cleared the runway. He and Brandon Marsh both, I think, are in good shape now.
1: Where did uh Where did Julio go in this league? Tenth,
2: tenth round. It just, it's staggering. We still don't have a decision yet on him, right? And you saw you saw his tweet yesterday, right? Yeah, that was very cryptic. Uh, yeah,
1: the tweet about staying patient. It made it seem like, oh, maybe you guys are, maybe he's going down, but. And actually, say they haven't. It's a weird they haven't announced it. Like the Torkelson, like they announced it. Bobby Witt. Matt Brash, it.
2: his teammate, they Matt, announced.
1: Matt Brash, right, you're right. That's a good point. I, mean, I was like, maybe it's a Seattle thing, but kind of makes me think that they may be sending him down. They haven't announced it yet. Like, you think if they were doing it, they would I mean, he, he had the inside the park home run off Emmanuel of manual They hit a bomb today. Yeah, and a double. And then yeah. Kelnik hit one like 40 feet further right after
2: that. Ryan uh, Darvish, I think is his last name. Divish, Divish. Uh, the beat writer, uh, uh, one of the Seattle beat writers, like, just announced it already or something right. like that. It's just,
1: it's very, And even the, even the, the, the color announcer on the, uh, on the, on the broadcast like, Oh, he's made, he's making the team. He's making the team on the, when he hit the, inside the park. Well, the run. beat
2: writers have been cheering that yeah. on so much. It's Larry Stone's been beating that drum. Divish like, has been beating that drum. Give, um, give um, I, I love it here, but yeah. I'll say this. At least Seattle didn't miss the playoffs by one game last year. Oh, wait, they did. Never mind. Um God, they did. Right. Oh. Yeah. It, every game matters. Do the right thing, people.
1: And they have a clear spot for him with Kyle Lewis hurt. Like they have a, it's not like they're pushing someone good out. Like it is a clear spot for him to play center field for them. And I don't, they, they've got to do it. Right.
2: I think so. I think, I think they do. I think they're trying to figure out like maybe the roster spot. Uh, They have outfielders out coming out of their ears. That's one thing they do have. They've got Haniger. They've got Winker. They've got, uh, well, Kelnick, obviously. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's your starting three right now. they got to find some room for other people there, too. Uh, but, you know, J-Rod's a better defender than Winker. Winker, just go play DH. That's fine. And yep. then they'll, they'll make the everything else work out. Yeah, uh, I
1: mean, kinda, everybody DJ DHs once a week and Winker does it three times or something like that. Like, it's it's pretty easy to work out. I mean, it's yeah. just
2: when when a guy is electric, it would, it would be such a bad look if they sent him down. Yeah. Question from Great Northwest Wine. Uh, do complete results of these NFPC drafts get shared publicly? You know, interesting stuff gets shared all the time. That's like total fair game. There is a thing about the NFPC where I'll post a grid from my draft, but I'll do it without the with the names cropped off because right. a lot of players are doing other subsequent drafts. Right. And they don't want their stuff out there. Um, you might be able to backdoor engineer some of that stuff <laughs> to figure out who it is. Of course. Um, but for me, it's fair game. So I'll, I'll, at the very least, I've tweeted out all my teams. I try to tweet boards out too, and I'm I'm writing up my teams. I'm almost done with the article, and you'll see both grids there without the names attached. I'll say which team is mine. I, out of fairness, I don't try. I don't disclose really whatever teams are, but sometimes you, it slips out. Like I talk about, well, this guy was in this spot. All right. Also, I did the podcast with Maddie Wood, Maddie Davis, Brock Miller, not Brock Nelson, Brock Miller from call Brock Nelson. Oh, three times on the podcast. Do I set you know, a hockey it? lineup the day. Like, oh, it's Brock Nelson a like. hockey player? Islanders, yeah. All so right. for some reason, I've got this mental block, Brock <laughs> Nelson, but it's Brock Miller from FTN. Rudy Gamble from Rasball all did the podcast with us. You know, Toby is in that. I feel like if you're providing information for some semblance of a, a living or at least a, an audience, then I think it's a compliment on you to share your, your team. I don't think – I think – we have a duty to disclose that. Other people, not so much. And so I can't post a whole board.
1: I I don't because I just I usually just forget. I don't know if people really care to see my boards, but I don't. know oh, do you! I would totally for. I don't, totally pay for your I don't do now. it to be secret. I just haven't really done it. I should. I'll, I'll do it. Uh, I should do it tomorrow. I did two online champions this week, so I should. I should probably do that. But I haven't uh, really quite got that far yet. I just kind of finished my drafts and do something else but uh i'm sure uh, i should probably do the same but um yeah i think it's interesting i think that you know you get some people who don't want it out there i just uh i kind of right. respect that i don't put them i i don't care about mine's out there i talk about who i draft on the podcast I'm talking about who i like i'm never you know i never hold back about saying who i like but the other, the other question on that with the shares the adps on the main event are publicly available so you can yep. go into uh the, you can go to the NFPC and, and play and nfbc.com
2: yeah. slash adp and, and then you, you select Main event, or you can do all leagues. You can yep. do the online championship. Yeah, Cut are, line if you play that. I think there uh, are you can 900 some drops, yeah. You can, you can narrow the range by date. So if you just want the last week, you can do that. Yep. The, the information you can gather there is amazing. And you can even do it in grid form if yep. you want. It, it, it's it's ridiculous how many how functional it really is
1: so if you're a, a visual person you could definitely do that um, yeah someone asked about casey chad uh vlad said i actually did an interview with casey Chad last year that's really interesting he talks about pretty much like crossing out 75 percent of the players before the draft starts like it's a fascinating process he's a really smart guy and a really great player um someone asked about relievers available in the league um i'll just answer that i would go pick up taylor rogers in your league right now before anybody else does because that he should not be a free agent um I would go pick them up right now for sure, um, but yeah. Other than that, I think I, I, I like this team. It's a uh, interesting. I think it's all kind of if you can figure out that second closer. If you fall into yeah. closer, uh, this team comes together really, really nicely.
2: Yeah it it does. Uh, and yeah, and it, it, I think at every every draft thing, draft pick you make is a decision. It's a choice. You're almost always going to miss some spot. Yeah. So I think you have to have some awareness of it. Um, and you have to realize the consequences of every pick. If you know you're passing up on Kenley to take Matt Olson, well, okay. You're not going to get that first year closer that you're comfortable with. You may get a closer that y- you're willing to push up. Maybe it is a role Chapman. I don't know. Maybe in, in my case, I don't even think a role was a role available in the fifth. No, he was gone too. So he was gone early five, two, yeah. Five, two. I mean, and so then after that, it's like, okay, do I push up the next tier? Do I make sure that I go out and get Gallegos or Canable? No. Do I push up Taylor Rogers instead of Eli? No, I don't. And that, that's a choice
1: you make. And I made the choice. I had two onlines this this weekend. And I one of them, I was like, I'm going to take two closers. And I did it that way. And it was kind of nice to just not think about it again. But I look at my other team, like, oh, my God, this team is so freaking stacked early on because I didn't take closers. And right. I, I took Romano in the seventh and kind of nobody else. So it's just uh, – it's just it's just it's a choice of what you got to do. I mean, I started uh, Bichette, Betts, Urias, Nola, Springer, O'Neill in that league without taking closers And it's just an absurdly fun front six. But then you've just yep. you got to figure out the save. So it's a uh, it's kind of a choice. In my in my league one today, I took uh, I took Hater and and Class A, so I kind of mixed it up.
2: On well, the other one, I took Hendricks in the second round. Yeah. And so you know, when you take someone in the second round, you're giving up something to hell. Like I passed on sure. Urias in that one. Yeah. I got I went Hendricks and Jordan Alvarez, which that too but you know it you know it means i didn't start a, have a starting pitch until the fifth round so
1: i there uh, you go i freaking love Jordan alvarez
2: yeah i know you took him too
1: i think uh, i think it's going to be top five mvp-ish kind of uh kind of stuff this year yeah oh there's a there's some casey Chow. apparently casey Chow went heavy pitcher tonight in the in the main event
2: and our friend friend of the show paul spore tweets it out went six pitchers from the one after turner that's that's fun uh, that, that's Dalton-esque, yep. Dalton Del Don-esque. Uh, yeah, Dalton went crazy with the pitchers, and it worked to great success last year.
1: Yeah, it uh, it certainly did. So, all right, we've got a little bit long. I kind of figured we would tonight. It was just a lot of stuff yep. to talk about. We've, uh Jeff, we're going to talk next Sunday. We're going to actual regular season games to talk about. How uh, how fun is that?
2: I know, and a slew of bids to talk about too. Because yeah,
1: uh, we're going to talk about the Ace sweeping the Phillies, and how maybe this, maybe that, maybe Billy Bean and all of them know what they're doing. Like it's going to be a really interesting discussion. Next
2: Shock week. the world! Yep.
1: Oh, it's going to be. Whew, those pitchers against. I, I like. I'd like to get some Phillies hitters in this week. Yeah,
2: there you go. After
1: after Montas, if he's on the team next week, and we've uh, we've got nobody to pitch. Paul Blackburn's going to make the rotation, and Paul Blackburn's not good at pitching.
2: No, and Dalton Jeffries has thrown like twelve innings in his professional career. Yep. Uh could be good. We don't know.
1: Yeah, and maybe we might get some Adam Aller as the uh, as the fifth starter. One of the guys they got in a, in the Chapman trade. Uh, I think it was the Chapman trade. Maybe it was the Olson trade. I can't I can't keep him straight anymore. But
2: or was it the Bassett trade?
1: Might have been. Oh, you're right. It was for the Mets. It was him and JT Ginn, Right? Is that the is that the Bassett trade? Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a mess, and uh, I don't. And Cole Irvin apparently went to drive line and is throwing harder. But uh, yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. Ah, it's going
2: to be. That just b- bumps up his trade value. That's pretty awesome.
1: All I've got to say is thank goodness for fantasy baseball this year because it's going to be uh, it's going to save my baseball Amen, in a big big freaking way. You and me both. You and me both. Looking forward to it. I have a I have my second main event on Wednesday night, so I'm looking uh, looking forward to that. I pick it from the 11 spot. So. uh, very different than I was the first uh, first time, which can be good, but I'm gonna have to figure out and map that one out too.
2: You're looking forward to breaking that down with you next Sunday too.
1: Uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about then too. So thanks everybody for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. As always, we appreciate we appreciate all the chat in the uh, in the chat room today. It was fun to see all the comments. Always fun to see people listening uh, live as we're going along here. Obviously, it'll be downloadable in uh, audio uh, podcast format here pretty quick. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks to WinBet for their sponsorship on the podcast all year long. Other than that, if you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. Uh, we'll be talking... A lot of baseball over here in the next four days. We kind of start thinking about lineups and how uh, how starting rotations come out. All kinds of. There's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about the next few days.
2: Absolutely. Cool.
1: Thanks for listening, and have a, a good, uh, good, uh, good Sunday night. Good Monday morning. Take care.